Males are born. Men are built. This is the Great Man Podcast, where we want you to build great men as you allow other men to build you. Join New York Times bestselling author Stephen Mansfield, along with seasoned leaders of men, Anthony Flemons and J.T. McCrow, as we bring a wide range of experience and expertise to help you become the great man you are designed to be. With you this week are Anthony Flemons and J.T. McCrow. Man, I'm loving that new music. What do you think about our new music? I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's a little more gritty. Gritty? Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. So if you're just now tuning in, uh, obviously the music has changed because we continually change. Ah. How you like that? That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good. That's a good excuse for just 86ing uh, all of the old music and bringing in the brand new music. Look, I love the old music. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm in a new season. It's gotta like, have new music. Yeah, let's let's like change it up a little. Let bit. all things in the past be in the past. Yeah. Let's move forward with a new thing. Yeah, because if you've heard me say, if you don't work it out, you act it yeah. out. So let's work it out, so we don't act out. Yeah, the so. new music's great, man. I love it, and uh, it gives me a little younger kind of vibe uh, going on. Is that what you were shooting for, JT? Because I didn't because I didn't get a vote on the music. I just you know it just said, hey, here's the new music. Do you like it? And I felt pressure to say I loved it. So when I asked, do you like it? It wasn't a question mark. It right. Was a period. It was an inference. Yeah. Hey, do you like this, Anthony? Yeah. yeah. And I was no, like, not uh, even do you like this? It's like, do you like this? Yeah. 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 It's great though, man. No, I like the new music and it's uh it's definitely a little more uptone and uh, a little more gritty. Yeah. So I like it a lot. For sure. Yeah. Uh man, Steven had a very interesting you know, because we never know right. what the content's going to be. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we've conversed with him at times about, hey, we think this. Yeah. And I just put it in our private Facebook group, even, you know, today saying, hey, you know, is there topics that you guys want us to talk about? Yeah. You know, if there is. Because we're going to ignore those and go with what Stephen already had. Completely, <laughs> you know, just forget what they say. Yeah. But, you know, honestly, just we, we want to be relevant to where men are at today, uh, because if we're not, then, you know, we're just shooting kind of in the dark of what we think. And we definitely want feedback of what you're dealing with, what would help you uh, and what could we talk about? Maybe we've even talked about it in the past, but there just needs to be a deeper conversation about yeah. it. And we're willing to talk about whatever. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. Because last week we had the opportunity to talk about James Bond. Uh, <laughs> Can you super... say the full name? Well, that I is mean, so... it's not as fun it's when so you say funny. the full name, man. But, I know, but... but but James Bond. But having that Stockdale. mindset, yeah, okay. James Bond, Stock- Stockdale. Yeah. There you go. Uh, where we have that mindset towards looking for the for what the success is going to be, but being grounded in yeah. what we have today, which kind of flows into this too, man. What we're going to talk about today. It's intensity over length. Longevity, yeah. And exercise. Yeah. Intensity over longevity or length and exercise. And again, I think the guys can relate to this, and this is going to be a little controversial what I say. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Welcome back. Yeah, there you go. But this is true in most men's sex life. Yes. Man, I was hoping that you would go there. Yeah. Because that, I'm wondering, does it work the same way? I think it does. It's like most men, I don't care what you say, you're a liar. Yeah. If you, you know, well, I'll go, I'll go an hour. Yeah. No, you don't. I got a strong seven minutes, man. Se- <laughs> See, you're even lying. It's like, no, you have a, you have a strong four minutes Bruh. of just high intensity but just think of the satisfaction that you get after that yeah. incredible four minutes. The the satisfaction that you give, JT. Come on, move into the new century, man. We're this this a moment that we have is about giving, mm-hmm. not receiving. So I don't I don't get any joy out of that intense seven minutes, man. I'm hoping to give. That's so let's, awesome because your wife listens to this, and I'm glad that <laughs> yeah, you're she trying does. awful hard. Yeah, but. I mean, obviously we're kidding, but I mean, a little bit, but I think the science behind what Stephen was saying is, is valid. 
it's always valid, man. And that's what pisses me off that I want to come in here and fight it and give you a bunch of excuses, which mm-hmm. I have plenty of, and we're going to get into some of those. Yeah. But just the ability for him to come up with these subjects that make valid explanations as to how we should behave and how we should act as men. I mean, it, I don't know. It gets to me, man, that I can't fight it better. And it should be noted that Stephen doesn't come up with this on his own. I mean, he he's really curious about because of the lifestyle that he has. I mean, he's travel. He travels all the time. Yeah. Uh, is how can I be efficient with the time that I have and get the best results possible. Yeah. So I think he's always curious about that, not just in exercise, but in a lot of things. And, you know, after I listened to the, what he had said, you know, I kind of looked it up myself cause you know, it's how I am. Yeah. Right. I found me a 15 minute video, man, of high intensity yeah. exercise. It takes 15 minutes. 15 I'm going to jump on it, man. Yeah. So I, I think that what he says is true. And when we were kind of conversing earlier over a cigar and I should say, okay, you know, whatever, whatever (laughs) beverages were there. This show is brought to you by (laughs) Buffalo Trace. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Is that I think the angle that we want to take is we, we know that the science is true. It's like I was telling you during COVID, you know, everybody was like, follow the science, follow the science, follow the science. Whether you think that science was flawed or not, that's what people were saying. And when it comes to exercise and taking care of ourselves, we kind of debunk the science, meaning that, well, I know what's best for me because of my circumstances or my lifestyle or what time I have. My age. My age, whatever. But the science is true in this instance. Is it? Maybe. (laughs) But if it is. Yeah. And again, um, it may be true. And and the what I would say to that is, if you don't think it's true, then take 30 days and just see if it is true right. for you. Because that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So we kind of wanted to take the angle in this episode of, of dealing with, you know, just just what Stephen had talked about. And I, and I think one of the, the experiments were, you know, a mailman that walked, that right. gave mail. The executive that was in the in the mail department, and then the the people that were sorting things, boxes coming in because yeah. they they have short bursts of very high intensity uh, moments that they have to get these boxes in the in in the right areas, sorted out and put in the right place. Yeah, yeah, and it was like the executives were if you took it in line, the executives were in worst health, the mailman next, but then the boxers were the best. Right. So he was kind of using that as a backdrop of maybe the high intensity, short burst of things were better than what we have been thinking previously. And Stephen, I I really need you to kind of give us a place to investigate this because you come up with all these studies and tell us that it's true but we never really get the opportunity to know if what you're saying is true. Cause you could just be, you know, making up your own facts. Now, the only caveat to that is, All right. is that I think he runs everything by Bev. Oh, okay. So it's gotta be true. Bev will never <laughs> lie to me. Yeah. Steven, uh, maybe. Yeah. But Bev, you know, I, I think that they do, honestly, I think they discuss things to just to make sure that what he's saying is accurate. Cause one thing I do know about Steven he wants to be accurate. Yeah. He doesn't want to be fly by night or just take, you know, because somebody put something on TikTok and, oh, yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, he really does research and come to the conclusion that, oh, this is either true or not true. Because we, we've been trained for a lot of years that this LSD, and he caught my like attention. Of course he caught yours because you thought yeah. it was a drug. Man, he's like yeah. LSD. And I'm like, bingo, I'm Been in. there, baby. Yeah, I want to get in on this conversation. <laughs> but LSD, and it's this frame of thought that in exercise, yeah. especially once you pass a certain age, that the most effective way for you to change your body and your chemistry and your 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 makeup with your body is long, slow, and for distance. Yeah. LSD. Yeah. And I've always heard that that's the the most uh, uh, approachable way to get into exercising and all that because it's the easiest walk in. Yeah. And every time I've ever heard anything about HIT, high intensity training, interval mm-hmm. training, I've always said, man, that is not for me. 
Yeah. I'm not a high intensity guy. I'm not in shape to be able to start all this high intensity stuff. Yeah. And then here comes Steven, you know, going, well, what if you could do it in 15 minutes and get the same effects as an hour? Now, I will say that he he kept alluding to taking everything off down to your underwear. Now, I, I found that kind of disturbing a yeah, little it was, bit. Yeah. Yeah. It was off putting. I have never, just, just so it's out there, I have yeah. never worked out of my underwear. Because I'm normally nude. At the house when wow. I when I work, what is that? I would think that you would take it to a whole another level. Yeah, but but I, I did I did think that that was pretty unique. And and Stephen travels with his wife uh, on most of these events. Yeah, so he's in his room. You know, that makes perfect sense. To right, me. stripped down to yeah. his underwear. Yeah. to do this high intensity where he's getting all sweating and glistening. Hey, babe, look at me. But yeah, and no, then he I looks at his wife. Yeah. Now, just I've traveled with Stephen too. Oh, okay. Same room, mm-hmm. different beds. Keep talking. Put that out there. Yeah. And you two did the high intensity in your underwear. No, he oh. went to the bike and oh. stayed on there for 45 <laughs> minutes while I did something else. So I just want that out there. But I do think that he's accurate in, in his research and what people have talked to him about, especially from, you know, you got guys from Vanderbilt. I mean, they're, they're pretty high, high level thinkers. Uh, on everything. And so I do think that he's right in this high intensity, 10 to 15 minutes, you know, is better than the long distance, you know, slow kind of walk or whatever workout you decide to do. I do think there's a balance to it, depending upon, you know, your lifestyle and where you're at. Honestly, when I was, when I was listening, I thought, well, you know, I kind of like the, the 45 minute walk, because it serves dual purpose for me, sure. Uh, in the sense that I'm, I'm now I don't walk at a at a slow pace. Now I have been known to walk with a cigar, which would be kind of you were thinking would be <laughs> okay. Isn't that defeating the purpose yeah. of? But you know, sometimes I do like the forty five minute walk because it clears my mind. It gives me just time away from everything. Yeah, and that, that's health. valuable, Absolutely. for sure. But I think what he was indicating was if your schedule doesn't allow for that 45 minute hour, hour and a half workout, that you can get some benefit from some short term burst of moving your body in certain ways, whether, you know, he brought up jumping jacks or sit ups or push ups or planks or, you know, all those things that you can do. Yeah, that you can do. Uh, in a hotel room, that that's beneficial as well. Yeah. And when we were talking, we we were just kind of saying, what would, so the science is there. What would keep me from doing that? Yeah. And as we said in our, our last episode that you and I did, men can come up with some excuses and pretty elaborate Absolutely. excuses. You got to have them. Of why not to do something <laughs> that's beneficial long-term to you. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of where we wanted to kind of take this is the science is there. Steven spelled it out perfectly and eloquently, but what would be the excuses to keep you from even doing 15? Now think about that 15 minutes. So you could basically put a 15 minute TV show on and do this or the 15 minute TV show. Meaning, what I mean by that is every morning when I get up, I get up about 5, 5.30, something like that, you know, and I watch the news, the local news, not the national, local, find out the weather, but I could actually be doing these things while listening because I don't have to watch them. Yeah. Uh, They do the same actions every day. The weatherman does the exact same. I can pretty much imitate exactly what he does, but I could be doing this in my bonus room or in my living room, as I'm listening to this weather report or whatever, and it's going to benefit me. Yeah. So what would keep us from doing that? You, you know, the first thing I thought about was Stephen's very meticulous and has a great ability to do this is to overcome obstacles, overcome objections. Yeah. And the first objection that we normally have when it comes to taking care of our bodies or exercising is 
I just don't have time. Don't have time. Yeah. And, you know, uh, when we did 75 Hard, who was that that we were working out with? The first time that we did 75 Hard, Daryl Green's son? Uh, Jared Green, yeah. Jared Green. Yeah. And so we were, you know, doing our exercise. We do one inside exercise and one outside exercise. And traditionally, a lot of times we would go for a walk for our second workout outside. Yeah. And then uh, Jared would send us these videos of him Tretching up and down this intensely steep hill for 45 minutes. You, you do know that Jared's AI, right? What is AI? Just yeah. artificial intelligence. Yeah, he's not real. He's not real. Yeah, he's just that, somebody that's put out there as an example. Definitely not real. Yeah, but it was so funny, man, that just immediately when I saw him doing these hill runs and hill climbs, and he had a lot more uh, tangible success in, yeah. in getting in shape than we did and I remember just looking, going, man, I'm just not into this high intensity. I want to go and lift weights for 45 minutes. And I want to, you know, lift a heavy iron and take the three-minute break in between sets. And it's valuable. And I've gotten very strong in doing that. But every single time that I hear about high-intensity training, I always go, that's not for me. Yeah. It's just not. I'm not, I'm not 25. I'm not able to go full blast for X amount of time and then back off and 30 seconds later, uh, get into a new thing. But the way that Steven's discussing it, and obviously Steven's having some success because he he's is. been doing yeah. this for yeah. several months now. Yeah. And he's got, I think he started uh, one year out from a date that he was trying to be in, in March, some, yeah. Yeah, specific yeah. shape. So he's been doing really well and he has some success in it. So he's not only speaking from a, scientific or what do the facts say or what does the science say? He's speaking from that experiential yeah. uh, kind of experience to say, hey, it's working for me and maybe it will work for you too. And, you know, that's the problem I have with it. Yeah. Because because now he's challenging me not only on something that the science says, but something that he's actively doing in his life and it's working for him. And sometimes we'll, we will fight science because we just simply don't want to do it. Yeah. And it, it, I'm good at that. Yeah, it's a real, it's real simple. It's, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you just don't want to do it, even though you may reap benefits from it. Yeah, and you know, I was thinking of the some of the excuses that we all use. And again, you know, we need to excavate for explanation, not excuse, mm. so that we can change. Yeah, because ultimately, you know, our change as a man benefits everybody else it it really does it benefits our kids it benefits our wives it benefits our friends it benefits our grandchildren it benefits how we show up to work i mean it, it has so many lasting benefits which is why i think we fight it which is a very interesting concept to me because i'm the same way yeah i want to win so i'm going to fight against this thing that's causing me not to win so i have excuses not only not to do the 45 minutes I have an excuse to do the 15 minutes. Not to do the 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, not to do the yeah. 15 minutes because, you know, it's uh, it's too intense. Yeah. And so I think, uh, you know, as we look at some briefly, again, we look at some excuses of what we may come up with. The first thing I kind of thought about was, well, I just hate exercising. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Just real simple. You can't just, fight me on it. I hate exercising. Yeah. And I think in your mind, you have to, you have to kind of shift that and going, do you hate exercising more or do you hate not being there for the family and friends that you need to be there mm -hmm. for? So it's a kind of a mindset. It's a, it's a, it's a mindset shift is what do you hate? What do you hate more? Not being able to play with your kids, not being able to play with your grandkids, not being able to show up to things because you're tired, you're worn out. Is that more important or the important of being uncomfortable for 15 minutes? It sounds so short when it, we say it, man. It I mean, just, does. It's hard to fight. And I've done 15-minute bursts, and it seems like forever. You have done it. I mean, yeah, I have. And oh, you're, man. And you're looking like six, six minutes. This is all I've been doing this. Yeah. I'm so out of breath. But really, the mindset is what's more important to me? Is it the hatred of exercising or the hatred of not showing up for the people that are dependent upon me mm. and that I really love the most. Yeah. And I, I guess one of the things that I really need to contemplate in my own life. And as I 
you know, look back two years ago and being in much, much, much better shape. You and said that you said much like three times, yeah, you like because I meant it. Yeah. But being in much better shape and then the progression of doing a little bit less and then a little bit less and finally for the last year doing nothing, mm-hmm. you know, just how does this work into my life? And I just, you know, the first excuse I come up with, JT, when when you even contemplate 15 minutes of this high, you know, intensity training is, bro, I'm I'm 59 years old. Mm, age. Yeah. yeah. My age, man, is is going to impede me from doing this. Now, granted, I haven't even tried it like you. So I have no idea if I'm able to do it or how it's going to work out for me. But it's one of the just convenient excuses that I come up with is my age is prohibiting me from behaving the same way these 20 something year old guys are able to do this high intensity. And some people do high intensity for 45 minutes. Yeah. So think of the advantages that they're creating, but just high intensity. It's also scalable, Mm. which I loved hearing Mm -hmm. uh, from Steven, man, that Steven's how old is Steven? Uh, I think he's 10 years older than me. I think he's around 64, 65 ish. Yeah. So he, he basically ruined. Yeah. My first excuse, yeah, which is the age thing. But it was very interesting just to hear him talk about it and to simplify it and break it down to five or six different exercises. Yeah. And I just, I don't know that I can argue with it, man. Honestly, I don't think there is an argument. The argument is within your own mind. Yeah. Are you going to listen to the voice? You've heard me say this. The enemy is a loser, but he's never tired. Yeah. And there's always going to be that voice that is continuously asking you to do things that benefit that voice, but not you. Yeah. Cause there's another voice that you can listen to too. And it's called the bitch voice. Yeah. But it's the voice that is always going to come and aggressively attack anything that you want to do to be better than you were yesterday. Absolutely. Any idea that you come up with any idea that you hear, you know, uh, 45 minutes, I don't have time. Well, how about 15 minutes? Mm, It's my age. Yeah. Because that brings us to the other excuses. I'm just too busy. Mm. I'm too busy. I'm a student. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in school. I have all this homework I have to do. I have all the, the if you're in, in a program, the thesis, the, you know, the dissertation. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm so busy as a student doing my work or I'm, I work full time. Man, I just, I just don't have the time. I already get up at 6 a.m. I already come home at 6 p.m. at night. You know, then I got to be with my family, be with my kids. Be, so I just don't have the time. I mean, those are just, again, excuses of why you have talked yourself into listening to an excuse instead of listening to something that would benefit you. Right. And benefit the, the people that you are, quote, serving. Yeah. You know, I've been served up a, a, a very unique additional excuse here over the past four or five months. Uh, I've been in, in in my industry for a while. So traditionally I'm in my industry and working during the day. Yeah. And because I'm missing managers right now, I've been forced to have to close mm-hmm. uh, our place of business. You've been working quite a bit, quite actually. a bit. Yeah, yeah. And I've been working different hours and later hours, sometimes into midnight or one o'clock in the morning. And so I say to myself, man, you know, I got off at 12 o'clock last night. Yeah. And I'm going to wake up, you know, eight hours sleep, eight or nine o'clock. And and then I have to have a couple hours to unwind and another two hours to drink my breakfast and have uh, uh, eggs and bacon. And by the time that that arrives, man, I got to go back to work. But I've created just another convenient avenue to deny not only the 45 minutes or the hour workout, but I can't even manage, you know, 15 minutes. But it's it's so funny, man, that immediately when we hear these things presented to us and with proof that they work, all of a sudden the first idea that pops in our head is, why can't I do it? Yeah. Not how can I do it? You know, can I wake up 30 minutes early, get in my underwear, as in Steven's case, and do this 15 minute hits, man? But these excuses, man, they fall flat when we really think about them. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny how we will give validation to the excuse, but yet not the benefit. 
So we'll give validation to, yeah, I have all these reasons why I can't do it. And we'll validate them, give them credibility. But yet the benefit will just kind of let go. Like, mm. Mm, I think it'll be a benefit, but I'm not sure about the benefit. Yeah. I'm very sure that I need an extra 15 minutes of sleep. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and again, it, all this is mindsets, honestly. Guys, all this is just the, a way of thinking that probably you have believed a lie that you've told yourself and that why you can't do something because the can't will keep you from being the person that you can be. That's why it's a can't. And just these 15 minute, you know, whatever it may be. And he brought up a lot of extra. Again, yeah. we're, we're not trainers. We're not any of that. We're, we're basically nobody's yeah, we, well, we Try, nobody. trying to figure it out and trying to. But that's the beauty, right? I mean, we're trying to figure this out together is that there is a benefit to these 10, 15 minute burst trainings that will help us long term. And I, and I think that's one of the things, too, is I, I love the commercial. It's not on anymore. But do you remember the guy that would get on the scale and it would show him like he was like whatever, 300 pounds, and he'd run around the locker room, then get back on the scale, and it was <laughs> still 300 pounds, and he would knock the scale like the scale was wrong. Uh, it's like, we want these short, let me do this real quickly and get a benefit. And really, the benefit comes from doing it consistently over time that changes the makeup of who you are, and that is physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of it. Nothing, yeah. Nothing happens overnight. And, and the lie is that we believe that if I do this for a week, that all of a sudden I'm, I'm, a, different be a, person. I'm a different person. Mm. And it's just not true. And I've, again, got the mindset now because, you know, one of, one of the excuses that I thought of was, you know, what I have an injury, you know, I can't really do that. And honestly, I do have an injury. I mean, I have two right now that, that prohibit me from doing anything really physically. Yeah. Uh, that's intense. But it's like I've had to go, okay, but I can change my eating habits to not equal to, you know, where I can just eat anything I want. Yeah, cupcakes and cookies. Yeah, because I can't physically do anything now. Honestly, I, I just physically, I can't do much intense things because of my injury. I have two injuries, uh, one to my upper body, one to my lower body that prohibits me from doing things. But it's like, okay, can I? at least change what I'm eating, how I'm thinking about eating, what I, what I think about food and get me set up to when I can start this 15, 10, 15 minute, because now I'm kind of limited to the LSD, the, mm. the long, okay, can I walk maybe not intensely, but can I walk for a, a dis a, or a time or a distance that would be beneficial to me? Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. I mean, I can't do the short term right now because of my injuries, but that is an excuse that people use like, well, I have an injury that, you know, maybe I'm scared of re-injuring myself. Mm. So I can't do these things that would be beneficial. And I would just say, you know, at least try it. Yeah. I mean, I tried something the other day and my body went, no, 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 <laughs> you're not going to do that right now. Really? Uh, for sure. Uh, because, you know, it challenged me to, well, maybe what can I do for 10 or 15 minutes? And just honestly, right now, just, I, I can't, but I can go, you know, on the, on what I'm doing right now, there's many, many steps. So I think to myself, can I go up these steps 15, 20 times today? Because that is difficult. It's three stories. Mm. And it's like, yeah, can I do that? Well, yeah. So I've kind of shifted my mindset to where, I think most of us guys are all or nothing. So if I can't do that, I do nothing. Mm. And it's, man, can I at least do a little bit of what we're talking about? Because that little bit will turn into something that is beneficial to me later. So again, I'm just like, man, I got a lot of steps every day. And let me just take a moment. And again, you may think this is goofy or whatever, but if I have to go upstairs to this project that I'm currently building and I'm going to go all the way downstairs and then I'm going to come up the other set of steps and I'm going to go 
back upstairs and then I'm going to go downstairs. And then while I'm at it, maybe I'll go back upstairs. And then, man, that's, that's a lot of that's three flights of stairs yeah. that I've done in, in 20 minutes or whatever. And, and I've just, does that, is that beneficial? It's beneficial to the way that I think. It may not be, and I'm sure it may be beneficial physically, but at least it's beneficial to the way to the way that I think about it. Yeah, you know, and even as we talk here, man, I'm coming up with other excuses, man, that I give myself, and I'm wondering, man, especially in my age group, man, I'm 59 years old. Uh, sometimes when I hear these newfangled ideas, yeah, this high intensity, it's in direct contrast to what I've always heard: the L S. Yeah. And, you know, slow and low and doing extended cardio or doing this. And then the science changes. So there's this science that tells me, hey, this is the way to do it. And then the science changes and say, hey, but maybe there's a better way to do it. Does this, wait a minute, does science change or does it evolve? Evolve and progresses. Yeah. But in my head. Yeah, for sure. If I need an excuse, I say, well, you know, the science has changed. And, And I just think back, man, just to even my original setup and a desire and, and I've worked out for two or three hours a day in my younger days, you know, and it worked. But now that I'm at a different age, you know, I'm wanting and desiring to still behave and work out like I used to, but maybe that doesn't work for me right now. And especially with uh, the job responsibilities that I have, uh, keeping and building and progressing my marriage, uh, I have my children getting to a place where they can get out of the house. So I could still away for 15 or 20 minutes to do what we're discussing here. But there's a part of me that feels like, hey, unless I go spend an hour, yeah, I'm not. And, and I enjoy the gym when I'm going. I enjoy going heavy and taking yeah, a three did, minute yeah. break and for all sure. these kinds of things. But, man, I really have to wrap my head around if I'm not able to do that, because I don't do, I haven't done anything for almost nine, uh, 10, 10 months now. I haven't done anything. So if I'm not able to do even what I enjoy, maybe I should try to do something that's been proven to work. And Stephen's a, a, an actual advocate of it and it's working in his life. You know, maybe I should try something else because things change as the information changes. Yeah. So now we find that these short bursts of, uh, you know, intense uh, activity is what's working. But I thought it was pretty curious too, man, the study that, that Stephen cited where they had the mail carriers and mm-hmm. that's the classic, you know, low, slow duration or distance parrot walking around with a, 50, 60 yeah. pounds of mail. He's, extra. Getting, his, he's getting his 10,000 steps. Yeah. In. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, walking and and doing this ongoing thing. And I've always looked like looked at that as myself, man, being at work and walking a distance and staying active. But as our bodies change, man, there it has to be a new thing that we do because currently it's not working for me. Like I haven't lost weight or been in better shape like in years, man. So I need to do something different. And honestly, the way that he broke it down today, and and if I'm honest with you, JT, the first four or five times I listened to this uh, podcast as we were preparing today, I began to Google and I Googled 15 minute high intensity workout for beginners. Mm. And there's oh, 15 or 20 yeah, for sure. different yeah. videos. And then I looked at a couple of them and one guy was uh, saying, 30, 30 seconds of high intensity, 30 seconds of break. So the 15 minutes now turns into seven and a half, seven and a half yep. minutes. Yep. And I'm really telling myself that to be in a better physical state and to make changes to my body, I don't have time or the energy or the ability because of my age to give this seven and a half minutes of high intensity effort. And that's just not true. Yeah. Because, you know, if if it's a good day in the bedroom, I mean, I'm looking at seven and a half minutes, man, a high intensity and going, man, I hit a home run. And now that's just me. That's just me. So I think you're lying, by the way. But <laughs> go ahead. No, but I'm, I'm telling you, man, that we'll, we'll find an excuse. It doesn't matter what the objective is. I'm going to be able to come, in a, come up with an excuse as to not to do it. Yeah. And so- I'm I'm making a dedication now and I want us to hold each other accountable because we can do 15 minutes 
of high intensity training. Yeah. You and I, what no matter how we scale it down to our injuries or to our age or to whatever it is, doing 15 minutes of something is better than doing an hour and a half of nothing. Yeah, of watching TV shows yeah, or uh, or binging on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Which, you know, while you were talking, it, it kind of made me think, you know, one of the other excuses that we use is that I'm just too embarrassed. Mm. And it's it's like I, I know that I've let myself go. I don't look right in the clothes. The clothes mm-hmm. that I have are not fitting me right. anymore. You know, whatever. When we become too embarrassed to even go to a gym or even to face ourselves and doing a 15 minute intense workout that nobody else is seeing. So, right. and that's when you know that the, that the voice that you're listening to is such a lie because nobody's seeing you. So if I get up at 5 AM and I go in my bonus room, my living room, whatever, wherever, and I do a 15 minute workout where nobody's watching me, why is that voice still there that tells me that this is embarrassing? Yeah. And that's when you know it's just a lie. That voice does not want you to better yourself. It wants you to stay the same way that you are now or even worse, get fatter, get more out of breath, get more unhealthy than you are right now because I don't have a thought or a reason why this voice tells you that. I don't know what the end outcome is. I just know that the voice is there. Yeah. And you have to deal with it. That yeah. voice. It's, it's a, a compliment, I guess, to our laziness, man. Like we'll create, you know, images and voices and excuses and explanations as to not do something because I think in ourselves and men left to themselves, we're going to choose ease. Mm-hmm. Sure. We're going to choose ease, man. So what what is the easiest way that I can get past this thing? Yeah. And I think that it's us choosing ease rather than taking advantage of what's going to progress us, man. But let me ask you a question, honestly. Yeah. Is we don't think about that way as far as promotions and work. Mm. I mean, we really strive as men, for sure to better ourselves and our position at work so that what we get a promotion, we get more money, we get more status. And I don't understand, but I'm not saying that in the sense of like, I don't understand why we just don't like, I don't understand my own self in the sense of why would that be such a place that I could say, I need to excel in that. But when it comes to my physical health, I have a different attitude or different mindset. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of the times, man, our generation, we look at the younger generation like Jonas and we say, hey, man, these guys are chasing a whole different thing. Yeah. And for us, man, you know, if we procure more money or get a raise, we feel like it gives us some advantage in life. We're able to to buy this thing or able to move our families here. And a lot of times, like even my son, man, being 23 years old, like he looks at things a, a whole different way. And I think that that's one of the, the the things that we have to change or that we have to examine is what is it that we're placing the emphasis on? Mm-hmm. If it's just gaining more money and being able to buy more things or being able to provide more things, then maybe the job and the progression and mm-hmm. the yeah, sure. uh, promotion is a, a good thing. But if it is being able to get out and go for a walk and go up and down a hill and go hiking and do some, a tough level three, you know, hike and be, uh, have the ability in ourselves and in our bodies, man, to do those types of things. What advantage is that to our lives? And we've placed so much, you know, emphasis on money that we forget about our physical health and our abilities to do things Because some of the, and this is not across the board, but some of the wealthiest men are oftentimes the most out of shape. Yeah. And we need to really think about that. The emphasis that you use to procure or gain a certain thing, it does pay off. Yeah. But at the expense of what? And, you know, my son, you know, is, is he's always doing something, you know, he's got a, a pull up bar at home that I bought. And, you know, it goes over your door seal 
and you can do pull-ups. Like we can, we can eliminate all the explanations as to why we can't do a thing, but then what, you know, how much value am I, am I actually putting on it? And as you know, Stephen was talking, I just think about, you know, downstairs, I have enough equipment and enough machines and enough electronics to be in great shape. Like mm. going to the gym yeah. is not really an obstacle for me because right. I have a gym and all the equipment and things that I need at my home. It's just not doing it and then coming up with an excuse to cover over yeah. it. And that's what's really exciting for me. And, you know, believe it or not, JT, when when Steven speaks, man, it's like sitting down with my grandpa. And that's not an age thing. Yeah. It's just someone that has a very educated and insightful way of thinking that I don't think of myself. And every podcast we do, man, I try to incorporate some of that into my life. And even this one at the 15 minutes, man, I immediately begin to kind of formulate a plan on what can I do even at my home to work some of these in. And what what's one exercise that you could do with your injuries, JT, that wouldn't affect those injuries, but you could take it to a high intensity level? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great question. I mean, with my current, where I'm at at the moment, I mean, I think just doing wall squats, you know, meaning that you put your back up against the wall and you do squats and stuff. I mean, I could probably do that. I mean, I've injured my ankle uh, pretty severely. It's not broken, but, you know, sometimes a ligament or a tendon is more painful than just a break. Yeah. But, you know, I did think about that. It's like, what could I do short term, you know, in, in the short that we're talking about 10 or 15 minutes at yeah. high intensity. And honestly, at at the moment, it's like the long, the walk is, is more appealing, probably more appealing to me at the moment. But it doesn't mean that I didn't say, man, what he's talking about has a high value. And I actually can't wait to get to that. What about, what about sitting in a chair? Mm-hmm. And bringing your knees up to your chest and your chest down to your knees. So basically doing a crunch yeah. in a chair. Yeah, I could do that for sure. You know, there's 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 ways around all of this. And and I've been seeing a lot more of this chair yoga and, and chair workouts that kind of does away with this excuse of age or ability or injuries, man. There's a lot of things that you can do literally in a chair. Which brings up, by the way, yeah, I hate to interrupt you. No. But the other excuse that we use is that's just silly. Mm. And how could that even benefit me? Because it just seems, because it doesn't, it's not heavyweight. I'm not sweating when I get done. It's not... But we have to remember, and I'm glad you brought this up, any movement other than what our normal movement every day is beneficial. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, as I, as I, as we wrap this up a little bit, is that that's, that's what he, Stephen was trying to get across was anything that is high intensity, it doesn't mean that you're sweating your butt off. It just means that it's more than what you're doing currently today because it it's very beneficial to you personally your family your job it doesn't have any downside and i think that's the takeaway is that everything that we're talking about doesn't have a downside now i know people who say when i work out i hurt you know i can't move the next day you know working out can't be good for you you know because it hurts well, I think that's, yeah, it hurts because you haven't been doing it. Yeah. And I know that when you and I did 75 hard, I mean, the first, you know, two, three weeks, man, it was painful. Yeah. I want to quit every day. My gosh. I mean, it's like, I'm doing things that I've never have done, but the, you know, four or five, six week, it kind of became mundane, which was the time that most people fail because it, it doesn't hurt and it is more beneficial in those areas in those moments than you could imagine. And it's building towards something that you're going to really benefit from in 75 days. Yeah. And, you know, I find myself thinking that way going, man, the first two or three weeks of doing something. Yeah. It just seems like this is not worth it. After that, it seems like, man, this is just easy. 
is it going to have lasting effects? And then, you know, after the six, seven weeks you go, oh yeah, it does have lasting effects because I'm seeing it and other people are seeing it. Yeah. And I think, again, the the science behind it kind of points to that saying, can you do the mundane things, not anything just crazy, not anything just over the top, but just, can you do the mundane things? Again, I did love what he said. I can do this in a hotel. I can do this at my in-laws house. Yeah. I, I can do this pretty much anywhere and nobody really knows what I'm doing. However, in six, eight, 10, 12 weeks, the benefits are going to be seen publicly. Yeah. And it goes back to the whole premise of and the principle of what I do in private will come out public at some point. I, I can't stop it. And that's doing evil. That's doing things that are not beneficial to you. And that are things that are, are beneficial to you. Yeah. I love what you used to, I love what you say, not used to say, you still say it. Can you catch somebody doing good? Right. And it's like, man, you can catch somebody doing good pretty easily when they're doing the mundane mm. because their body changes, their mind changes, their attitude changes. Everything changes publicly when you're doing the things that you should do privately. And again, not trying to read in too much of what Stephen was saying, but I think that's what he was saying is that privately, if you're doing these things, these 10 minute, 15 minute burst things. And again, if you can't do them, then Please do the walking. Right. Please do the eating right. Please do all the things that we know we should be doing. But they're going to have a public viewing, so to speak, that you're doing something in private that I can't explain, but that I can see. Right. You know, and, and what I want to add to that is there's going to be a period of time when we undertake any of these kinds of, you know, activities that no one, including you, is going to be able to necessarily see. Yeah. It's going to be a one-on-one. I'm going to do some one-arm dumbbell rows. Mm -hmm. All I need is a 10 pound dumbbell and a bench. And I'm going to get on one knee and do some rows. Yeah. And in 30 seconds, I, when I started, I could do 20. And now two weeks later, I'm able to do 40. So you're upping your volume while at the same time, keeping the same intensity. Yeah. But there's a lot of different exercises we can do. If you don't have any problems with your knees or your ankles, you could do jumping jacks for 30 seconds. Sure. You know, you could do a bend down and touch your toe because any of these simple moves, man, they will cause you to start sweating very quickly, especially when we're not used to doing them or in shape in our heads to be able to do them. So all these simple exercises that we think that are so mundane, like you said, are actually really challenging our bodies in ways that we haven't yeah. been challenged. Sure. So they're going to create this sweat and they're going to create this uh, increase in your heart rate and get us to this level where it is high intensity, where for another guy, it could be a warm up. Yep. But for us starting, yep. it's high intensity. Jeff Bramstead is a, a Navy SEAL guy and he's got a lot of great things going on. But one thing that he says is do the suck. Mm. And basically that means, I mean, look, guys, it could be as simply as what Jeff Bramstead would say is park in the furthest right. parking spot. Not because you don't want anybody to hit your car. Which you don't. Yeah. Which definitely I don't. But walk further than you could. Because I could, you know, park up front and walk a shorter distance. But if I park in the back and walk further that is a two to three minute difference Yeah, that benefits me. You know, something that, that really makes me think about immediately is when I'm out with my wife and we're anywhere downtown or we're downtown Franklin or at the mall or walking some distance, you know, trying to get to another place when we're in a city, visiting a city, we, we try to do a lot of walking. You know, my wife always says, come on, why are you walking so slow? And I go, hey, I walk fast all day, every day at work. And I'm just thinking through that, man, that that's just another excuse to take the easy road, the easy avenue, because when we're in a different city or when we're parked, you know, way away from the store, why do I need to take a leisurely walk 
into the store when I could take an aggressive mm-hmm. and fast-paced yeah. walk into the store to get these moments built into my life where I'm doing them naturally rather than, you know, setting aside 15 minutes to do them. But just all of these little small moments where we could do it with more intensity is kind of the win. I think intensity and intentionality mm. is, is the key. There's all kind of things that we can do with more intention. It doesn't have to be high intensity, but man, if it is, it's the benefit. Yeah. Again, parking further away. When you bring your cart to your cart, take the cart back. Right. All the way, not to the places. The kiosk. Yeah. Yeah. But just take it back. All of these things are the the things that we're talking about, the small little things that we can do to change just a little bit. Because again, a 2% change over a two, three, four, five year period of time is a, you, you end up in a much different place than you were when you started out. Yeah. And I think that's the point. I think one thing that we could leave the listeners with, could we leave the link to a couple of different programs that we've seen that are 15 minutes long, high intensity for beginners, maybe in the show notes, and they could log on and and take a look at it. I don't know if we want to, you know, do that, but if that's possible, there's a couple of different 15 minute high intensity workouts. And it's very simple, uh, high steps, uh, jumping jacks. You could uh, do swim across the short side of the pool. Uh, Just any of these things to get our heart rate up and, I want us to report back on this one actually in three months and just confide in each other. If we actually stuck to it, if we tried to do 15 minutes, six days a week, and has it made a change and have we progressed? Because this type of thing and having an eye towards what makes us great and better as men is one of those skills for men to have under their belt. Yeah. I think what you're saying is these simple, small changes is one of the arts of being a great man. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen, Anthony, or JT to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. There, you'll also find incredible resources to help you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Wise Company production.